0: Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our garden. Every week we'll be looking at a different bird and this week, well, we'll actually be looking at two birds, two very similar birds, the willow tit and the marsh tit. They're so similar, they've got to be the same bird, haven't they? Well, for a long time they were, as willow tits and marsh tits were only separated out as individual species in 1897. They are bigger than a blue tit, but smaller than a great tit. They don't have the white nape of a coal tit, or the long tail of a long tailed tit, and their range doesn't overlap the crested tit. Compared to most members of the family, they are easy to identify. It's only with one another where the confusion begins. The marsh tit and willow tit are difficult to tell apart, as both have black caps, a sandy brown on top and buff underneath. But if you do see a little bird matching that description visiting your feeder or bird table, it's almost definitely a marsh tit, as willow tits rarely come to gardens. Despite their similarity, the two species are rarely seen side by side, as they live in different habitats. And again, this also is confusing. Like the Dartford Warbler and the Garden Warbler, willow and marsh tits are not very well named. It's actually willow tits that prefer damper, marshy or wooded areas, areas where there's plenty of decaying wood, such as waterside willow scrubs, hence the name. Although marsh tits are sometimes found in damp areas, they're usually found in broadleaf woodland, not marshy areas as the name suggests, so oak tit would be a far more accurate name. Despite all the confusion they cause me as a young bird watcher, I'm a big fan of these two little birds, as they remind me that natural discoveries are made in the UK all the time. Just when you think you know everything there is to know about a little bird, it turns out that you've actually been looking at two birds. If you'd like to get acquainted with either of these quietly attractive birds, late autumn and winter is the best time. Willow tits, although they don't regularly visit gardens, in harsh winter you might see one on your feeder or on your berry trees in your garden. Marsh tits are far more active during these seasons, and being far less shy will happily eat food put out for them. Also, during the winter months, marsh tits temporarily join roving bands of other woodland species, like blue tits, great tits and coal tits, searching out reliable food sources, just like our garden feeders provide. These two species have long posed identification headaches for the best of bird watchers. So for the casual garden bird watcher, these two birds are going to be very, very tricky. Marsh and Willow tits are so similar, they're like peas in a pod. Our gardens provide one of the best ways of separating them, as marsh tits are more common of the two. They're not as shy as their near identical cousins, especially if you live in rural areas with woodland nearby. The main identification point in both birds is their black cap. In the willow tit it has a matte finish whereas the marsh tit's is glossy and shiny. To help remember I think of a woven willow mat. The bib of the willow tit is also larger than that of the marsh tit and somewhat untidier. Both birds have white cheeks, a grey brown back, grey underparts, a short bill and bluish legs. The neck of the willow tit is thicker than the marsh tits, giving a more bullish appearance. They are usually easy to distinguish these birds from other birds, but don't confuse either of them with the coal tit or black cap. Col tits have amongst other differences a white stripe down the back of their head, a great feature for identifying a coal tit, and black caps are much bigger birds and don't have the black bib. Now that was the song of a willow tit. On a tree by a river, little tom tit sang willow, tit willow, tit willow. Well all that proves is that Gilbert and Sullivan didn't have a clue what they were talking about. Actually willow tits have a distinctive nasal sissy sissy cha cha, cha cha call. Its musical and warbling song is a pew pew. Marsh tits call on the other hand sounds a little like a sneeze, pichoo, bless you. Their song is a simple, repetitive, bubbling motive. Ship, ship, ship. For a lot of people, the best way to separate the two species is by their calls, as both give a loud and distinctive notes that allow for easy recognition. Now let's have a listen to a marsh tit. The willow tit differs from other tits in its unique ability to carve out a home for itself in dead timber, which is why the willow tit has such a thick neck. It's the female that excavates the nest cavity in tree bark, which she fills with wood, fibres, hair and feathers. If you're extremely lucky, she can be encouraged to use a nest box, but will help if you fill it with wood chippings, as willow tits like to dig and this will give her the opportunity to display this behaviour. Willow tits breed from April and May, where they will lay between 5 and 13 smooth, glossy eggs, though white with reddish-brown speckles. The female incubates the eggs by herself, but after the young hatch they are fed by both parents. With marsh tits, just like willow tits, it's the female that builds the nest, which is a cup of moss lined with feathers and hair, in a hole in a tree. They usually nest in deciduous trees, like birch or alder, but they will use a nest box, particularly if you live near woodland. The marsh tit usually starts breeding around mid-April, and their 5-11 to eggs are white, smooth and glossy with brown markings. Just like the willow tit, the female incubates the eggs by herself. After the young hatch, they are fed by both parents. Rare but welcome visitors to gardens. Marsh tits and willow tits are most likely to appear in the winter, when food in the wider countryside is scarce. During the summer they rely on insects and spiders, but during the colder months marsh and willow tip will eat a variety of seeds, but love sunflower hearts the most. Peanut granules will also tempt them, so high energy seed mix like Peter and Paul clean plate will give you the best chance of attracting them to your garden. Now, some people are garden proud. They don't like a mess. If that's the case and you want to mix with a little something for all the birds then you should go for my Peter and Paul clean plate. Clean plate has seeds that have their husk removed. For you this means no discarded husk cluttering up your garden and for the birds clean plate means high energy. Birds don't have to break into the seed so no energy is expelled in actually eating it. This mix is very free flowing so it goes perfectly through a standard seed feeder. It can be placed on a bird table, and as it doesn't contain any husks, it's perfect for scattering on the ground. The more ways you feed, the more birds you'll have in your garden. Like all Peter and Paul seed mixes, Clean Play has added Nutravio, a natural seed coating, which not only is a fantastic energy source, but also inhibits bacterial growth, so can help prevent birds from picking up common bugs like Salmonella and E. coli. Peter and Paul seed mixes have been created to provide your garden birds with a more complete style of meal. Remember, if you just feed one type of food, peanuts let's say, or a lower quality seed mix, you're not giving your birds everything they need. And that distinction could be the difference between birds just surviving in your garden and thriving. Getting back to marsh tits and willow tits, as I've already mentioned, willow tits are not common garden birds, but when they do turn up in the garden, they prefer food on a bird table or seed feeder. Marsh tits will happily use a feeder or bird table, but marsh tits feed on the ground more than most tits, so don't be surprised if you see them feeding amongst the chaff inches underneath your feeder. Marsh tits are also great hoarders and foragers of food, and unlike most tits, if it finds a plentiful supply, it will tuck its seeds behind the bark or other hiding places. Willow tits and marsh tits don't travel far, in fact they are both one of the most stay at home birds in Britain, defending their woodland territories throughout the winter. Coming across a willow tit or marsh tit nowadays is a very special experience. As both species have undergone severe declines and contractions in their ranges, especially in the south of Britain where it has inexplicably vanished from many of its former haunts. The cause of this is not known for certain, but may include woodland drainage and losses of deadwood. Both are redlisted species of high conservation concern. And rather worryingly, numbers have also declined in France and elsewhere in northwest Europe, and on such a scale that conservationists now say the European status of both birds can no longer be considered secure. All the more reason to feed them well in our gardens. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after willow tits, marsh tits and other garden birds by providing a wildlife friendly garden that includes water and having the very very best food available for them, foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at wwwpeter and wwwpetscorner or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found in the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well that's it from me. I've hoped you enjoyed this look at willow and marsh tit. For further birds please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.